Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where today I, Jason, am sitting with a wonderful guest, Tora Woolishin. Tora, say hello. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So you're in Arizona right now, and we're in Florida. So maybe one of the benefits of this quarantine has been the ability to kind of do some of these things from afar that we normally might not be able to do. So that's kind of cool. Right, exactly. So I'm going to force you to just give me a bit of an introduction about yourself because although I can do it, I'm sure you'll do a far better job. So if you would, <laughs> and just, and just a little bit about yourself and kind of how you came up and what you're into right now. And uh, if you don't mind, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades, so to speak. Um, uh, my main career focus is the entertainment industry, singing, songwriting, acting, modeling. I started very young. And how I, did you start? What, what was your first intro? Uh, well, my mom noticed that I used to try to mimic the people that I'd hear on the radio, the singers, and she, she listened to a lot of Celine Dion and Mariah Carey, and I guess I kind of shocked her with what I was trying to do, and right. um, like as an infant, and then she, as soon as I hit the, because they have an age limit for like performing arts groups and stuff. Right. So once I hit years old, that's like the age that you have to be to start in one of those, uh, those, it's like a, there are a lot of them. They're like little, um, nonprofit youth groups that do a lot of like theater, performing art, dancing on all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I spent nine years in that program. Um, once I hit four years old and I just knew performing was, was my main main passion and it grew from there and you know I have a lot of other interests a lot of other little things that I do like um like the paint houses I restore wood I'm, I also oh, go wow. to art school for painting did I read so, and, and I'm probably leading you down a path I'd love to go down but did you did I hear you're <laughs> into like restoring cars as well or no um yeah I actually um I like to race and build uh, for the racetrack Oh, awesome. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's a passion of mine as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. All right. So l let's get into your singing career then. So I first saw you when you were on the X Factor and you were, was it two, I don't remember the year. Was it 2009, 10, somewhere in there? It was 2011. 2011. Okay. All right. So yeah. just briefly, if I may, how did you get into that and and then obviously you became such a success from there but how did that how did that even begin i'm just curious uh well my my mother had sent in a videotape of me singing and um they had contacted me a while later months later um and wanted me to perform in front of the judges um so they said if I could make it up to Seattle for the audition that I could skip the whole wow. beginning process and just go right to the stage. And um, so, yeah, we made a little road trip up to Seattle from Arizona. And yeah. um, I did that audition. And, and killed yeah. it. Let's just be honest. So <laughs> one of the things – no, it, it's fantastic. So if I may, I want to play you – just one little snippet of your audition, if I can, because I have a genuine question. So 
for me, there's certain things in music that are like hooks that are just like, whoa, especially with covers, because you know the song already, you know the way that it's phrased, you know the way that it's going to go melodically. But every once in a while, there'll be somebody that does something different or there'll be a different um, just way or a personality that you add to it. So if I can, I just want to know the phrasing on this particular part of it. Give me just a second. I want to load it up. It's the word now. That's the hook that got me. And I want to know where these screeches, where these like, this greediness that's in your voice comes from. So let me just play it. Give me a second. When I had you to myself, I didn't want you around. Those pretty faces always made you sit out in the crowd. But someone picked you from the bus. One glass was all it took. Now it's much too late for me to take a second look. So, how where does that greediness come from? Where that's just, I mean, to get that low and that soulful comes from somewhere. Well, the first thing about that audition is that on that road trip, I had gotten a bit of a cold. So I was, I was sick and I had a, I had a cold during that audition. Um, I was actually, I was actually kind of stressed out and, um, um, kind of nervous before that audition because my my voice wasn't completely there it was like half gone you, you know from me. the cold from me. the road trip so i just um i had been kind of like trying to work through all this stuff that you know i was it was half gone i was trying to kind of warm it up like before the audition so right. um part of that part of that rasp um <laughs> probably came a little from the cold i do have like a kind of natural rasp sometimes um i can if i push a certain way um in that register i can kind of get that that kind of grind or whatever but the the um, reaction in the judges faces (laughs) at that moment they were like whoa it just it 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 took the song somewhere that michael doesn't go and it was like Oh, she's serious. Like this is for real. And it's 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 really awesome. And then obviously all of the the judges responses afterwards were were glowing. And then from there it just took off, huh? It was just amazing after that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I bring it up for two reasons. One, because it shows that your voice has an incredible soulful power to it. But then two, because I thought that would be a great parallel for us to talk about the, the artist that you and I are going to kind of discuss today, which is Sade. And she has that mm-hmm. same, at times, powerful, soulful depth that you wouldn't normally attribute to someone like her. And she just can go places that go, oh, I, I didn't see that coming. And I think you guys share that a little bit. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is very Thank cool. You. So... Before we get into Sade, I want to ask you a couple of questions about your uh, obvious love for soul music and soul songs and, you know, some of, some of the artists that you and I have talked about, but then we kind of settled on Sade. Um, where, does that, where does that musical influence come from? Is that stuff you listened to growing up or is that stuff that you just kind of found along the way? Where does that come from? Um, you know, my, my mom used to listen to a lot of different, different things. I don't know if she was heavily into, I don't think she was heavily into Sade, 
I more kind of grew up to like Celine Dion and Mariah Carey. Um, I actually don't remember when I found Sade. I think I found out about her pretty early, but I didn't get too heavily into her until I kind of started to mature a little bit, you know, to, I had to kind of understand that whole, it's like the whole essence of music is kind of a more mature state of being. So I think I kind of had to get to that level before, um, I think that's a fair you statement. Know, yeah. getting, getting my getting my attention fully. I, I just wasn't, you know, I was all over the place with all this other music. So I just, I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. I think I found her. Thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think I found her oh, no, in life as well after the foundations of music were laid because mm-hmm. she's such an amazing songwriter. And the depth and complexity of her, not only her songs and her, her words and her phrasing, but melodically where they go. And then when I found right. out she writes all of her songs and produces all of her stuff and how incredible the band is, I was just like, the layers upon layers upon layers of just where she can go. I think I'll make the statement, I think she's my favorite female artist of all time. And that's, I'm hesitant. No, I really think so. I I think she's my favorite. There isn't a shot in yeah. track I don't love. Like, I, I yeah. skip. You know what I mean? Like, I, when I'm listening to any one of her albums, I never go, next. I'm happy to listen to all of them. Yeah, all right. same. Let's get to <laughs> it. Let's get to it. Let's talk about it. And then, and then I want to talk a little bit about some of your stuff, your upcoming album, and uh, a couple of other things as well I wanted to ask you. But let's, let's, let's play some music. Let's get into some music. And we'll start with... I mean, the cool thing about this lady is that there's not, she doesn't have that many albums, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that she covers so many different decades. She started in 1983. She got a deal with Epic Records and then came out with Diamond Life in 1984, which yeah. I, thought, I thought was pretty awesome. And then, I mean, she came out with, and I'm going to play just a couple of songs um, from that album real quick. Like, Why Can't We Live Together? Cherry pie. I love the bass on this. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And then the actual lead single that came from this album was this song, which was Hang On To Your Love, which is terrific. And then the follow-up, which was even bigger, was this song, Your Love Is King. Yeah. Right? Good one. But the one that you wanted to talk about is is her number one most popular song, her biggest hit, which is Smooth Operator. Is this your intro to Sade? Is this where you attached yourself to her? Like, is this how you found out about her? Because it is for me. No, actually, my song, and I actually learned it um, just this morning so I could play it for oh. you. Um, later whenever no but, no no uh, no ordinary love oh sweet so that okay we'll get that's to that because that's that a few albums got, after got me in. really that's a sexy yeah. song that's an that's an awesome yeah. song i mean that that reaches yeah, levels that i was like ooh, i didn't realize music can go there especially when i found out about it. i'm like oh this girl's doing yeah. something different yeah yeah mm-hmm. right, look let's just talk about smooth operator first because we have to i think most people will identify mm-hmm. it from this song and it's phenomenal and it's even more phenomenal in my opinion when you see her do it live which I don't know if you have any oh, yeah. DVDs but if you get the chance oh, they're spectacular they're absolutely spectacular 
Just because I really get really nerdy about some of the stuff um, <laughs> about these music things, she wrote every song on this album except for one, except for one, wow. which is mm-hmm. "Why Can't We Live Together," which is actually a Timmy Thomas song. And the mm-hmm. Timmy Thomas song—I don't know if you know it—but we talk a lot about on this podcast about sampling. And so mm-hmm. the Timmy Thomas song, hold on a second, I want to play it for you real quick. I'm looking at your face to see if you know it. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Yeah, it's good. You won't know it. Not many people know it. No. But it's the same sample that Drake used in Hotline Bling. You used to call me. Oh, I knew it sounded familiar. I was like, I heard that somewhere. Same background, which is crazy. But my my curiosity then took me down a whole other rabbit hole, which was why? Why did she pick this song? Like, she wrote everything but this? Why would she? I mean, this is not that popular song. (laughs) And it's because of her love for old, deep soul music that's like deep album tracks, deep like R&B stuff that nobody really knows about. And when you you think about it, in the upcoming stuff that we're going to kind of get into in some of her albums, that's kind of like her stuff. It's really deep. It's long. These aren't like two, three-minute singles that you hear on the radio. They can be right. seven, nine-minute songs that are full of complexity and full of depth that aren't meant for radio, mm-hmm. which, which I think was pretty cool. All right. I love those songs. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So three years. Uh, no, let's see. So Diamond Life comes out in 1984. Promise comes out in 1985, which is one of my songs that I want to give you because it's it has maybe my favorite song on there um, that she does, which which is Is It a Crime? I didn't know you could do this with songs when I first heard it. How she changes the she changes tempo, she changes tonality, she changes key structure. She hits three octaves, like she goes all over the place and tells a story that's just incredible.
there's an album that I would tell you to to explore from her, I think it's this album. The 1985, The Promise yeah. album. Because you have Sweetest Taboo, which the beat on that is incredible. Mm, Love that. Good one. good as yeah. the first time jezebel which is fantastic mm-hmm. um but let's get to it let's get to it no ordinary love so let's talk about it go ahead yeah where, how how did you stumble upon it where where were you oh gosh i don't even know this was like this was so long ago and and i think it was just I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but I, I have think an maybe embarrassing my... way that I came upon that song. Yeah, tell yeah. me. <laughs> it's not like it's not that, but it's. Uh, do you remember the movie that came out in the in? I think it was early '90s called Indecent Proposal. Woody um, Demi Moore and I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. A, a rich, like millionaire kind of playboy wants to buy another man's wife for a night. And during the scene in which it occurs, this is the song that they play. And uh. yeah. And so it's no ordinary love. And does she end up falling in love for him or not? And anyway, in all of the commercials for this song, I mean, for this movie was this song. So it was just, that's where I kind of came upon it. And then years later, after I revisited the, uh, the love deluxe album. I was like, Oh, this song is incredible. But I see you got the keyboard there in front of you. So let me hear a little bit. (laughs) I'm going to push you if you don't mind. Okay, yeah. All right, sweet. I gave you all the love I got. I gave you all the love I gave. I gave you all the love inside and to my life. No, 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's soulful. That's beautiful. Great job. Oh, I will you, insert thank applause you. there. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. You learned that this morning? That's not fair. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, but I'm reading the words. It's like behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pretty incredible. So on that song, for me, that seven-note bass line that starts the song, I don't know, like... It's just... Love it. I gave you all the love I got. I gave you more than I could give. Gave you love. I gave you all that I have inside. And you took my love. You took my love. <laughs> Let's go to, so by the way, she won a Grammy for that album, which I think is incredible. Yeah. And that song was seven and a half minutes long, that one song. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that anymore, which I think is awesome. Then eight years go by until Lover's Rock comes out, the next mm-hmm. album. She does this. She'll, she'll space stuff out for, you know, three, four, five, eight, ten years sometimes between albums. And it's like this monumental thing when an album comes out. And it's, for me, when, when uh, Lover's Rock came out, I was like, I'm not going to like it. I, don't want, I want only my old stuff. I'm happy with my old stuff. I don't want to listen to yeah. it. And, and I get really picky sometimes like that. However, it's, I don't know if you've uh, explored that album, but if you get a chance, that whole album, track after track after track, is awesome. But the one I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about was the one that, you know, as a musician, you're almost forced to play sometimes, like at weddings and events and things, which is oh, yeah. this one, which is By Your Side. Oh, it's so good, though. So good. It's so good. But what happens is it gets overplayed, I feel. And then it's like, oh, it's this song again. But it's so, so good. This was rated like I don't in know, the top 50 best love songs ever. One. What's that? What? I feel like I've heard Smooth Operator more than I've heard this one. For sure. No, for sure. You're absolutely right. But I feel like <laughs> my problem is, is that because of, because radio stations now do so much by like BPM, you hear this stuff on like yeah. slow, like slow jazz or like adult contemporary kind of radio stations or, you know, soft right. rock stations. And it drives me crazy. I'm like, yeah. that's not where she belongs. Like she's deep soul, but yeah. you know, that, that kind of stuff doesn't exist. Right. The other one I wanted to, uh, to play real quick was the title track from Lover's Rock, which do you know this song, which is called Lover's Rock? Go next to me 
right, we're going to push on. We're going to get to her last album, and then I'm going to force you to maybe play a little bit more for me, uh, if you don't mind. Um, Definitely. So Lover's Rock comes out in 2000, and then she goes away literally for 10 years and comes out with Soldier of Love in, in 2010, which mm. that album is totally different than anything else. It's harder. It's still soulful. It's, it's dark, but it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm not going to play any songs on there, but um, it's, it's a great album. Every single album that she comes out with, and again, I'm extremely biased, is awesome. It's just, and it's, a, and it's a bit of a, mm-hmm. a bit of a maturing for her, which is, which is really, really yeah. cool. And then she doesn't do a song until 2018 where, and I don't know who it was, but a director asked her to do something for a movie, uh, for a Disney movie. And she was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so literally eight years, 10 years, and then eight years is her span over the past 20 years of what she's worked on. And, uh. I, there's not a track of everything that she has that I don't absolutely enjoy. I agree. Yeah. All right. So if I may push you just getting back to some of your stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. what's the new album that's coming out? Cause I have looked at some of your older stuff and it's incredibly soulful. Like you have a, a wide range, by the way, it's, it's pop, it's rock. It's even slightly country in some of your stuff, right? I mean, there's elements of, yeah, but you have a voice that is, clearly marked in the soul category i mean you are a soul singer well thank you thank you but what's the new uh what's the new album like tell me a little bit about it and where it came from and how you put it together well uh the new album it's uh an array of some songs that i that really kind of tell a deep story of my past and kind of what i went through as um like in the entertainment in the industry and like as a musician and um, it kind of, it, it, it dabbles a little into my, into my story a little bit and kind That's of, there's a, there's a lot of motivational songs on there, actually a song called motivation. Um, a lot of, a lot of stuff to draw inspiration from. Which to, is like, by the way, one going. of the songs that I saw on YouTube when I was looking at some of the stuff that you're doing currently, that song is awesome. Yeah, is that be I just like released the, that the, music the, video. Yeah, it's terrific. Really well done. Yeah. Really, really well done. Thank you. Thank you. If I can push you, what were some of the challenges in the record business or in the music industry that you found to be, you know, a little bit thwarting or or, or difficult? Um, there's a lot. There are a lot of snakes in the industry, and it's hard to dodge them. It's hard to know who they are, and it's hard not to, you know, get involved with them in some way because they they they're their main goal is to is to sniff out you and other people exactly like you and take as much as they can from you so it's like there's really no running and hiding from from the evil if you're in the entertainment industry it's just it's there and it's something that if you want to be in the industry you you're gonna have to be able to do it you're gonna have to be able to you know, counteract certain things and you're probably going to have to fight a little bit for yourself and for your, you know, intellectual property. Yeah. That's, you have to play the game, but while maintaining your artistic integrity is really difficult. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. How much of the song production are you involved in? 
Um, in in this upcoming album, yeah. there's only one song on the album that was produced by somebody else. Oh, wow. um, all the other songs I did. That's amazing. Can I push you for one song off the album, possibly? Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to. Oh, sweet. All right. The single I just released, I'll play that one. Um, it's called IDGAF. Okay. And it, um, I think it's the last... Well, the last single I released was Destiny, but that was the live studio version. Um, and the one before that was IDGAF. Okay. And it's on Spotify. It's all it's all over, so you could find it. Um, yeah. So and there's a music video on on YouTube as well. Oh, terrific! All right, whenever you're ready. What are you waiting for? Why don't you close the door? Cause I want more You know I want more You know I run by I give you all this pie And I give you all the mind And when you linger here to Take my clothes off, baby Make me run bed. Oh, I'll give you three words, better be enough. I want real work, I don't give a fuck. Oh, I'll give you three words, better be enough. I want real work, I don't give a fuck. Wow. Well done. Very Thank nice. Yeah. That's Thank you so much. One serious way to end our soul program here, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That your voice is fantastic. You. you hit those notes. My goodness, you have a very wide range, don't you? Thank you. Thank you so really, much. Really, really pretty. Really, really nice. Well, listen, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me and doing this, uh, especially because Sade is so special to me. So I appreciate you being a part of that. And thanks so much for sharing your yeah, music with us. And um, so, Tora, tell, tell people where they can go and access your stuff other than Spotify and YouTube. Where's the best place to find you? Um, the main place that I am usually active and posting like what I'm doing is on Instagram. Um, okay. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Terrific. And then my website, of course, which is just torawalishin.com. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tora, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I look forward to watching and following all of your success going forward. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you having me on the show.